Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from App Figures, and here are my top insights for this week. I looked at the number of apps and games released by iOS and Android developers in 2022 this week, and to my surprise, 2022 saw a sharp decline in releases on both the App Store and Google Play. According to the numbers, which I pulled using Explorer, app makers ship and the stores accepted a little over 1.6 million mobile apps and games to the App Store and Google Play in 2022. 1.2 million, about 75% of those were Android apps and games shipped to Google Play, and a little over 400,000 made their way into the App Store. You might be surprised by the difference in scale, but that's pretty normal and has been the case for many, many years now. Now, 1.6 million might seem like an impressive number too. That's about three new apps every minute, but that's about 12% lower than 2021. New app releases ebb and flow, but so far the biggest drop was around 3%, and that was back in 2019, while 2020 and 2021 both saw growth. Here's the thing. This isn't bad news at all. This is maturity. If you have an app on the App Store right now or on Google Play, now is the best time to push it. And by the way, this is just a small insight from a new report that I'm working on that digs into the evolution of the App Store and Google Play in 2022. So make sure to subscribe if you want to get it when it's ready. Let's look at a growing trend instead. December is behind us, which means it's time to continue the tradition and look at Twitter's app revenue. Although revenue didn't grow as much in December as it did in November, it still managed to grow double digits. Well, low double digits, but still double digits. Twitter's net revenue from in-app purchases from its iOS and Android apps reached $1.9 million in December, according to our estimates. And that's net, meaning after Apple and Google take their fees. And here's the funny bit. Twitter started the year with $244,000 of net revenue, according to our estimates. Yes, just a couple hundred. Twitter managed to earn $7.9 million in net revenue in 2022, up from just $409,000 in 2021. Now, granted, it only started collecting in October, so it didn't have too much time to earn, but that's still a huge jump. I know there's a decent amount of chaos surrounding Twitter right now, which I'm choosing to ignore because I don't think it will lead to its demise. Third-party apps being blocked is a strategic mistake, if you ask me, but let's see how that shakes out. Zooming out a bit, it's pretty clear apps that used to be free and monetized with ads moving to having some sort of a real revenue earning mechanism is a real trend. I expect to see more popular and even less popular apps roll out revenue models in 2023, and I think that's good for everyone. Have you learned something new so far? Take a second and give this episode a like. Thank you. Here's a strange one. Buying a car can be a pretty lengthy and not always simple experience. That's the status quo apps like Carvana were set out to change by making car shopping happen right from your phone. If you ask me, that's pretty ambitious and really unrealistic. So when I saw news of Carvana stock plummeting recently, I really wasn't surprised. Many of its competitors were going through the same trend, but downloads tell a totally different story. To see if people care about buying cars via app, I rounded up the top contenders, which include Carvana, CarMax, CarGurus, and Cars.com. They differ a tiny bit in how they operate, but all have the same goal, put users behind the wheel with minimum IRL interaction. The group took a small hit in downloads due to COVID lockdowns, but rebounded right away, making their way into 8.5 million devices in 2021 up from 7.7 million in 2020. In 2022, that number ballooned to 10 million. That's right, 25% growth and low double-digit shoppers in 2022. A lot of shopping has gone in app during the pandemic for the sheer convenience and variety and price, but 
those are less relevant. Can car shopping also make this leap? Looking simply at stock prices, the answer is no, but it's also possible there's some sort of a delay in adoption that could make all those stocks a great buy. It could also mean a lot of Windows shoppers, so don't take my advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I will not be buying a car via, but will you? If you are, let me know in the comments below. Next up is Zoom. What do you use for meetings? I bet most of you are using Zoom, Slack, or Microsoft Teams. Zoom doesn't exactly compete with Slack and Teams the same way, but they do overlap and not by a little, so I'm very comfortable comparing them. Although Zoom is by far the leader of the three, looking at downloads over the last few years, it seems the lead could be shifting in 2023 for the first time ever. Looking at downloads of the three, it's hard not to marvel at pandemic downloads of Zoom, which according to our estimates, made its way into more than a billion mobile devices since 2020. And Zoom is more of a desktop app to begin with. Zoom's downloads have been on the decline since, unfortunately. That was one magical high, but that was kind of it. But it's still the most downloaded app of the trio. On the other extreme, we have Slack, which grew a bit in 2022, but overall is just an order of magnitude smaller than Zoom and Teams. Microsoft Teams, however, is unlike both. It's unlike Zoom in that downloads of Teams are pretty consistent. And unlike Slack, in that Teams downloads are not that far off when compared to Zoom. In 2022, Zoom saw 216 million downloads versus Teams 137 million downloads. But at the rate of decline for Zoom, by the end of 2023, it's very possible that Teams' consistency will outperform Zoom. And with no other obvious competitor in sight, this is Teams' race to win. Which of these do you use? Leave a comment and let me know. I think I know the answer. And last for this week, I love proxying IRL interactions through app downloads, and this week I have an interesting one for you. Using downloads of my Disney experience, the app those attending Disney parks usually download, it looks like 2023 is going not only to be a back-to-normal kind of year, but potentially even beat pre-COVID attendance. According to estimates, the app has reached pre-COVID downloads in December, with daily downloads topping 80,000 per day. Now, that's where downloads were in February of 2020, before COVID shut down most things, including the Smiling Mouse. Downloads dropped by a factor of 10, and although they've been showing signs of growth in 2021, the real return to normal is finally visible at the end of 2022. Now, keep in mind, not every download is a visitor, and not every visitor is a download, so this is a loose proxy, but it's still a very good proxy. And if we consider other IRL apps that are making a comeback post-COVID, this growth is unlikely to stop when pre-COVID levels are met. I expect to see downloads and visits grow a lot in 2023, the year things really go back to normal. What does going back to normal mean for your app? Think about it. And that's all I have for you this week. I hope you've learned something new. Consider subscribing if you did. I'll see you next week.